And welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Smith, and we have a lot to unravel today, folks. We have had uh, protesters in the Capitol again, right? So this time, kid gloves were on, though, right? I, I, I don't see anyone yelling insurrection. I don't see, it, hell, some of the news uh, media didn't even bother to report on it at all. Like, they just skipped it like it didn't happen. Over 100 people were arrested uh, as the event concluded, um, and there were many people on the opposite side of this issue yelling that they are not the real Jews. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, it, like I, I've said it over the last week or so since this whole conflict has started that I don't understand um, the mentality of those on the left who um, Jewish the mentality of the of the Jewish faction on the left. Uh, and, and how they seem to be standing in solidarity while egging on their own destruction by standing with the people um, that seem hell-bent on eradicating them. And it absolutely makes no sense. It'll hurt your head if you think on it long enough. Like, what is Chuck Schumer's issue? What What is the issue of any one of those people that think it's okay um, that a terrorist group, uh, namely Hamas, has deemed it fitting to go about trying to eradicate an entire race of people. I mean, this is the very reason why the name Hitler is synonymous with evil. Right? It is synonymous. You Hitler, like, they, the left loves to call someone a Nazi. I mean, it happens all the time. You Nazi! What about when you're actually being a Nazi? What about when you actually, like, literally, literally put on the entire Nazi mentality, way, go about doing what Nazis do. I mean, the only thing you're missing is the uniform and the swastika on your arm. Everything else you have. You have it all. It's sad. It's sad. I, I had an inter- I had a, <laughs> say a, a run-in with someone today whom I, I tried to explain my point of view to them, but the entire time I was talking to them, it was like, you know, so their face is like wide, eyes wide open, mouth wide open, and, and just couldn't believe that I was saying the things I was saying to them as I was saying it. But it went something like this. So I, I showed them a clip of the podcast yesterday, and I showed them a clip of the Lib of the Week. The person that I showed uh, that was talking with the Zizims or pronouns and, and so forth. Now, the reality of it is is that I look at these people and the, the ones who believe these things and push these things in two ways. They're in two categories. One, I believe that they need help. I believe they are mentally uh, disturbed, and I, I do believe they need help. Uh, honest to God. And I don't, 
I, I don't say that in a demeaning way. I, I actually believe that the medical community and the, in the, in the community of psychiatrists, psychologists, what have you, have completely failed these people by egging on and exacerbating their issue by, um, by telling them that this is their reality and that sex is separated from gender and all of these things that these people are literally um, being told by those who should be helping them, but they're not. They're not helping them. And this is my belief. So in as much as I have the right to believe that, think that, feel that, say that, they have the right to, to do the exact opposite. And I don't, I would never take that from them. That is the absolute truth. I would never take that from them. But they would take it from me. They would take it from me. This person was like, I don't like the fact that you're laughing at them. Well, Here's the, the, the other. The, the, let me digress. Let's just back up for a second. So I said there are two categories. The second category are those who use their uh, mental disorder as a shield. And they, they go about trying to indoctrinate other people. They basically have written a part for you and their minds and their brains. And they will get extremely angry with you. Should you not, excuse me here, um, should you not want to play the part that they wrote for you? Uh, I have this part for you to play. And if you don't play it, I'm going to get extremely angry at you for not agreeing with me. I'm going to get triggered. You're going to be a bigot. When in reality of it is, is that if me being a Christian man believe the exact opposite and you're telling me I don't have the right to believe that, it's actually you who's being the bigot. It's actually very much you who's being the bigot. Like this person that I was talking to today. This person was Jewish. So I thought when I, when I approached this individual that uh, I was going to be having a like-minded conversation about basic common sense, right and wrong, good and bad things. But what I ended up with was a person looking at me like they were a deer caught in the headlights. True story. Blew me away, too. One of the nicest individuals that, that, that I know. I, I thought this individual was... Well, I, I thought they were smarter than, than, they, than they ended up being. I, I thought this person had a little more common sense than they ended up having. But, you know, th thus is life. Um, you can't intimidate me. I, I felt bad for the individual because I definitely did not do what I did in an effort to offend them. But I'm sorry, the truth uh, the truth offends people. Always has and always will offend folks. And uh, there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. If, um, if people truly understood the heart of, of a Christian, of a, of a conservative Christian... They would understand that we don't do and say the things we say with the intent of hurting people in our hearts at all. Zero. We do it with the intent to protect, to preserve, to conserve our way of life and our values. We do that because we believe in individuality. We don't believe in groupthink. We don't believe that you have the right to tell us what to believe, how to act, what to say, how to say it 
how to refer to you. You cannot force us to use your pronouns. You will never brainwash in, uh, us into believing that it's okay that you use the bathroom for the sex to which you really aren't biologically. Right? So, you know, this is this is this is always been throughout history up until this point a pretty moot issue because nobody deemed question dare questioned uh, any of these things because it just made no sense to there there was no reason to sit down and try to have an intellectual thoughtful conversation with someone about whether or not a person who is provably a male is or is not a male or a woman vice versa right so i mean these these conversations never took place in the past because we didn't have the kind of snowflakes that we have today we just didn't we don't have the people today walking around that want to you know that that believe every piece of information that they got um and then went about trying to start new civil rights movements about things that should not even be uh, a matter of discussion because it's a foregone conclusion because reality is what reality is. That simple. With that being said, though, if you feel as though this is your reality, I'm, I'm not going to stop you from living it. I, I'm not going to tell you that you can't do that or you shouldn't say that or any of those things. I, I'm not. I'm not that guy. But... At the same time, I'm not going to tell you that you can't say it. I am going to I am going to 100% tell you what my Bible says and what my God told me. In the same public space that you're willing to sit there and and preach your truth, I'm going to preach mine. And I'm not going to tell you you can't preach yours. But I damn sure believe that you're going to tell me I can't preach mine. That's the difference. That's the difference. We've always been able to agree to disagree in this country. I'm right now talking to the campaign for the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, side of things. I'm talking to their press team, um, trying to line up uh, a time for Mr. Kennedy to come on my show. Why? Because I believe a lot of the things that Mr. Kennedy says are very, very interesting and they're true. Other things he says I disagree with. And I think this is the same thing he's hearing across the board for most people. Right? I, I disagree with some of what he says and I agree with other things that he says. I've disagreed with things Trump says. Some things, and, and I agree with others. This is just life, people. I mean, you don't want to live inside of an echo chamber where people just tell you you want to hear you know all day long, every day. Um, I've never met an exact duplicate of myself, and I, I don't know that I want to. <laughs> I, um, I do very much uh, respect the man for saying that he's willing to stand up and go against his party, which is the Democratic Party, which he's not a member of anymore. He's, run, he's running as an independent. And the fact that he was willing to break ranks and call the things that Biden was doing wrong, saying that they need to be investigated. Uh, and, and he's gone so far that the, the members of his own family have, um, from my understanding, right? I don't, I don't know this, but I understand there's some friction there because of his stance on a lot of these issues and things that he said in the past about vaccines, uh, all, all of which I agree with. I watched him just 
embarrassed the hell out of a doctor who tried to preach that rhetoric but came up against someone who she couldn't just bowl over and Robert Kennedy. She just couldn't do it. Now, for the things that I disagree with, with Mr. Kennedy, reparations, for one, because I do not believe at all that anyone living today, me, you, most of us all, um, had anything to do with that, nor do I think that we should uh, be penalized for that. I do believe that companies that were involved in the slave trade uh, back in those days, like J.P. Morgan and Chase and, and other ones who were actually the shipping lines that moved the slaves around, go after them wholeheartedly. They benefited off of it. Their fortunes were made off the backs of it. So why wouldn't you go after them? I mean, it's common sense. But to hand people something that they haven't worked for and to take it from other people who had nothing to do with the atrocity to begin with opens up a new wound and, and creates a new set of victims. Then what? Right? It's, it's like the college thing, right? So it's like the college admissions deal. And, and they finally ended the last systemic racist policy that we have in the United States, namely the college admissions based on the color of your skin or the nature of your genitalia or your nationality or whatever the case may be, right? Whatever your minority status is. So what has to happen for that to take place is that someone who actually earned their spot in that college based on their merit no longer has a place. That's what happened. Absolutely. That, that no one can argue that. That's the truth. On its face, that is the absolute truth. So now that person who earned their way in and didn't get in is a new victim. Now you're creating new victims to subsidize someone else's victimhood. Now what do you do 50 years from now? Do you subsidize the victimhood of the new victims you created to appease the old victims? Look, people, if we look back far enough in most all of our pasts, um, we will find enough uh, things that we can lean on and, and, and say we have been victims, uh, victimized. Our people have been oppressed by the, something has been done to us by said government, place, whatever the case may be. You know, my people on my mom's side, they're German, Irish. My dad's side, Native American. It's just an absolute Native American. Have I ever written Native American on any government form in an effort to garner um, favor from any university or government entity for anything ever? No. Zero times. Zero times. Why? Because I believe that everything that I get in this life, I have to earn. I started from zero. I'm just Eddie. Not white Eddie, not native Eddie, not Irish Eddie, not German Eddie. Just Eddie. And Eddie has earned the things that he's earned and the things that he hasn't have. It's because he hasn't worked for him. That simple. So, no, I do not believe any of that. But that is, that is, that is the thing that, um, that I think most people are missing. They, uh, they, 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 they want something for nothing. Let's call it what it is. They believe they're owed it. Um, and, and I just, for myself, I, I don't believe that I'm owed anything. The only thing I'm owed in life is opportunity. Everything else I get to earn. 
I, I don't think that uh, by virtue of birth or nationality or any of that origin, nothing. I, I don't believe any of that. It, it, it should give me any privilege or favor whatsoever. None. And I think that if we start with that, which is fairness, absolute fairness across the board, uh, I, I think that we can we can come out of this mess that we're in. But we we can't do it by taking from someone else or holding someone else down to build someone else up. That's what started this whole mess to begin with. Two wrongs don't make a right. They know this. But the re the spirit behind it, right, it, it is very simple. It's very simple. They don't care. That's 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 the spirit with which they they make these moves. It doesn't matter to them. What you have and don't have or who they have to screw over to get the things that they don't have don't matter. This is the same mentality of those who loot and go out and they're destructive and they riot and they steal from stores and they destroy their own communities. Why? Because they don't care. The only thing they care about is what they have, what they want, what they need. That's it. If you can change that thing about our society, if you can change that thing about people, and you can start making people care, right? Even when it comes to this trans and LGBTQ thing, right? I have LGBTQ friends who I absolutely care so much about. It, it, you, <laughs> you have no idea who I really am. Well, I think you do. I, I, I don't put on a facade when I do this. Um, I'm exactly who I say I am. And I, I am a Christian every day of the week and that sort of thing. But, you know, when it, when it comes to these types of issues... I let people know who I am up front. And there are things that we can agree to disagree on. But if you're one of those people that say it's got to be my way or no way at all and there can only be one, yeah, we're probably not going to be friends. If you're trying to indoctrinate the people and, 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 and grab uh, the attention of children and lie to them and, 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 and basically by osmosis, uh, give them your same delusion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand in your way. I promise you I am. But if you're just a normal person trying to live your life, as screwed up as we all are, and we can agree to disagree, and we agree that children are the line to which you don't cross, no indoctrination, values are taught at home by parents, not by school teachers in the school, so we don't teach sexuality, we don't share pornography in school libraries, and we don't have lesson plans that would make uh, a sailor blush for children. We don't do it. And if we can agree on the basics, the common sense basis, which I thought our society was already substantiated on a long time ago. Long time ago. All this stuff right now, this is all new, folks. This isn't old. You know how people keep saying, oh, this has always happened. This has never happened. This has never happened. And they want to push it as some type of new civil rights movement where they want to create a new normal. And the reason why they don't like people like me is because I don't give a shit about their new normal. I won't allow that to happen. What I will allow is a country where we can all coexist and we can treat each other with decency and human kindness. But that doesn't include you upending all the values and all the norms of our society in order to put yours in and screw ours. 
That there's that's never going to happen. Now, it, it, it take the bathroom issue, the controversy over that, for instance, right? We have a man in a woman's bathroom because that's the way it's always been. We've always had a man's bathroom and a woman's bathroom, and what we've always known a man to be, that's what it is. And what we've always known a woman to be, that's what it is. Well, evidently, we've created some type of a new thing in society. Now, we've recognized it. The monster is out of the closet, and it's never going back in. Right? We can all agree on that. Doesn't matter what you feel, think, or believe. That monster's ne- that genie's out of the bottle. It's there. Deal with it. That's the way it is. So, what do we do in a society where we don't want the chaos and we don't want the turmoil and we don't want uh, the violent clashes and the things that are absolutely inevitable in public when you got folks uh, around you that believe and think like I do because we adhere to the values and the principles that have been taught since the beginning of time. And we won't just do things and uh, we won't just give up those principles and values in order to be nice to someone else's principles and values and screw our own in the process. What do you do? What's the answer? And that's the that's the thing no one's no one is sitting down to try to figure out. The conversation isn't taking place. There's arguments that take place all day long, but their conversation of coexistence does not take place. And, and to be quite honest with you, they don't want it to. And when I say they, right, you know, they, those in the ether, they, they don't want it to take place. They don't want us getting along. They don't want us coexisting. They don't want peace. What they want is us at each other's throats and fighting and distracted so they can continue to do the things that they're doing. You ever went to go buy eggs, bacon or bread or any of that kind of stuff lately? Chicken, beef, pork. Go take a look. They're spending you, just spending you into oblivion right now. They are supporting every country. We, we are the world's welfare check. But everyone's mad at Matt Gates because he wanted to put an end to it. He wanted, he, this, it's got to stop. Kevin McCarthy made promises he didn't keep, and we're not doing up and down votes on line items, and these bills and these omnibuses are to the tune of, you know, half a trillion dollars at, at times, and it's just, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. The government's credit card has to get cut up. Other people's problems cannot be managed by the United States, no matter who they are, because if it it continues to happen, this is how empires fall. We can't fight a war on every single damn front. We have to rule with strength, but we have to remember that we have to take care of ourselves first. Because if we fall, who's there to help in the long run? At all. Anyone? You think anyone is going to step in and fill the gap that the United States has uh, been filling for God knows? No. You know who's you know who's putting themselves in position to do that in the long run? China. They're building dams and in, 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 in countries where uh, these people don't have a lot of the modernized uh, utilities and services and things like that. So they're building whole economies based on the infrastructure delivered to them by China. And who's going to supply the parts for the infrastructure? China. So who are they going to listen to? And who, who, who are they going to mind? And who are they going to fight for? And where are their allegiances going to be? China. doesn't matter if they agree with the morality or the values of China or, or, or the Communist Party at all. It doesn't matter. If you want electricity, you better like them. 
Doesn't matter if you like communism. You better adopt it or just turn your power off. They say we're the ones brainwashed. They say we're the ones who are crazy. They say we are the ones who are fascists. When in reality, it's a lot of gaslighting. Fascists is a term they love using for the right. Because we won't give up our values. We're not telling you you have to give up yours. We're just saying we're not giving up ours. The compromise is very simple about the whole bathroom issue. You create a third bathroom. That's it. You create a third bathroom. That simple. Because if, imagine this. So you have a, you have a, a Christian girl, boy, whatever. And they're in a shower in their school. And, and in, in school, in high school, you, to, in a lot of these high schools, you have places where you shower together, colleges as well. And there's been many instances of this happening. And it's just completely shell-shocked the people that it, it happens in front of where full-blown males, biological males, who identify as women go into female locker rooms and take showers right next to someone who is just, this is not normal. And they would get mad at us for saying it's not normal. It's not normal. And they know it. They know it's controversial when they do it. But they want to get mad at us for reacting to the stimuli that they know is going to make us react. But they don't mind at all scarring the individual that they do it to. They don't mind stepping on the morals and the values of the women that they offend. It doesn't matter to them if they offend them. Why should it matter? Not their problem, right? This is the chaos caused by people who want to sit back and watch as we destroy each other so they can do the things that they want to do while we're not paying attention. All you have to do is take the spotlight and put it on the most chaotic portion of your society. That's it. And then have all your news people, all your propaganda artists, this is what they are now. They're not, they're not journalists. Let's just call them what they are because they don't tell the truth. Uh, uh, they, they're all politically correct morons. Let's say all, say 99.9% of all of them. And they, they shine this light on this one little portion or segment of the population because they know it will enrage everyone else. And then they, then they turn around and focus on the people who get enraged. And now the fight has begun. All they have to do is sit back and watch the sparks fly. And continue to report on it and ask questions. It's just the questions. How do you feel about this? Big, big news. And then somebody has to disagree with you. Now, now the story's gone. Now the argument's back and forth and so on and so forth. It's the same thing that if you go into a crowded room. Let's say everyone's getting along. Everyone's friendly. Having a great time. And then someone just gets up in the middle of the room and says, Hey guys, uh, how, how does everyone feel about uh, voting for Trump or who's a Democrat in the room? Yeah, just a simple question. Everyone in the room's getting along. Everyone's it's nice and everyone's having a good time laughing. And now all of a sudden you start to see the room divide. 
right, left, men, women, splitting up. Now they're clicking up because the question has been asked. And now they have to take a side. And now that they have to take a side, the other team doesn't want nothing to do with them. They don't want to talk to them because they're fascist or a bigot, racist or whatever the hell they believe. And then the other side might believe that they're deplorables or whatever the case may be that, you know, whatever they feel like is the reason why they don't want to be clicked up with them. It's a trick. It's a trick. And in as much as it is true that we believe different things, the one thing that's always held our nation together is our ability to agree to disagree. The thing that was always highlighted before was our freedom to do that. Now it's like we're in those final moments where it's like we're all fighting for the utopia that we want to create. And that's right through our political beliefs. And the only thing standing in our way is the other political belief. And if we could only get rid of that, the world would be a better place. It's a trick. And I'm not saying that as a Christian that I don't think that if everyone followed the word of God and followed the precepts written in the Bible that it wouldn't be a better place in the world because I absolutely believe that. But I wouldn't go around forcing you to worship Jesus. Just wouldn't do it. I believe that anyone who chooses to do that must do that out of the love of their heart. And if I'm forcing you to do that, what I'm doing is the exact opposite. I'm taking away your choice. So there it's not love. You know, I, I, I'm ruling by mandate. <laughs> Fiat. We need to get away from this. We need to return to a time when people were able to feel, think, and believe however they wanted to, so long as it didn't hurt anyone else in the process. And everyone else agreed that that was the rule, that was the way that the world should be. That was the way that the United States was, and that's why we were the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now we have lost our moral compass. We've lost our way. Our values have been flushed down the toilet, and we are being ruled by people that are compromised to the hilt. And we're being lied to by the media who tells us they're the free press, but in fact they are the propaganda arm of the government. And that's what you need to let sink in. Real quick, folks, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll let you listen to a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, 
hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. That's right, folks. Redemption Shield. And please don't forget, use the code PATRIOT and you'll get an additional 10% off of all of your purchases. Because we are, folks, we are surrounded. Electric lines and power lines and front of us behind us we're in the car surrounded by the electronics in our car the phones in our pockets the wi-fi routers that are around us all the time um it's just an amazing amount of uh, you know these these signals that we're just constantly being bombarded by it's not good for you right your your body your brain is uh, it works off electromagnetic frequencies do you not think that on some level that these things are affecting you because if you don't believe that you're wrong you're extremely wrong. They are affecting you. So do take a look at Redemption Shield and use code PATRIOT. And uh, these guys are good guys and the products are amazing. And just uh, check them out. Check them out. I guarantee you, you will be impressed. So, um, yeah, folks, if if we don't learn to agree to disagree, if we can't just, can't we all just get along? <laughs> Remember, uh, who was that? Reginald Denny after the uh, Rodney King deal. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) But in reality, folks, can't we all just get along? Do we all have to be exactly the same? Do we all have to be feel and think exactly the same for our society to function? Do we have to want to get rid of or exterminate anyone who doesn't feel, think, or believe like us? Is this is what it is that what it's came to? Have we become that divisive? And if so, why? What do you think the reason is for that? What do you think feeds that? Why do you think now, at this stage of the game, why is that who we are versus at any other point in history? That we can't sit down and talk to one another. That we can't have an open conversation. That we can't just take in the other person's opinion, agree or disagree with it at all, and love the individual behind it. Just disagree with some of their ideas. We're all on a journey. We're all learning. But when we stop talking, we stop growing. And that's what's happened. We stop talking. You would think that this much... You know, social media, internet, you know, being able to text each other at any point in time, knowing where each other are at all times. All these things will keep us more in touch and more engaged. Nope. People are lonely now more than they have ever been. Suicide rates are, are through the roof. People are depressed. And it's sad because they don't have to be and they shouldn't be. But. They have gone after the family. I mean, they've they've really gone after the family unit. And it's very easy to do that when you destroy the roles in a society. And that's what's happened. The roles in society have been dealt away with. I mean, no mom, no dad birthing people, right? That's what that's about. No man or no woman, because they're all interchangeable. So kids don't even know what the hell is what. They're confused too. So when there's no structure 
and in in all of our biological markers and anthropology, you know, the things that we're born with, like you don't have to tell people in a lot of cases what's right and wrong. I mean, they could be born on a desert island and they just know good and bad and they know uh, uh, what they're attracted to, what they're not. This, You know, there's there's so much that's just innate in us that people just don't have to teach us. We just know. But here comes this unnatural way of thinking and feeling and looking at society that affects a very small, very small segment of our population. But it seems as though the tail is wagging the dog. I I, I love uh, saying that uh, my friend Dan over at the Nun Report used not too long ago and saying that uh, things did not get this messed up merely by accident. And, I, and I've, I'm 100% on board with that. Things did not get this messed up by accident. You don't think those people are smart enough to know when they started pushing these issues out into the public forum that the people were going to rebel and that they were going to cause the kind of chaos that ensued? If you didn't think that, you very you know how they, you know how how Jeff Foxworthy does that thing where he says you might just be a redneck if well we need to do one called you might be a liberal if <laughs> if you use these m's or pronouns you just might be <laughs> but no folks i mean really and it's the same with you know the whole you know in terms of equality and and how we treat each other as well i mean if if i can't make fun of you for everything that you are everything you say everything about you whatever it is about you if i can't if i can't poke fun at that are we equal? No, because I guarantee your friends who are like you poke fun all the time. And it's not seen as bigotist. And if you make fun of me for my glasses or my weight or whatever it is that you see about me that you find funny, um, I'm just going to take it and give it right back to you. You're not going to offend me. Matter of fact, I think the offended are the people to blame, right? Your feelings. Um, but if you really want to be treated as equal if you really want to get along and you, and you and you and you want that acceptance in society stop complaining and crying when people make fun of you laugh learn to laugh at yourself allow comedians to be comedians again instead they have to poll the audience first to say uh would anybody get offended if i tell a joke about gays would anybody get offended if i tell a joke about blacks would anybody get offended if i tell a joke about asians okay Joke's good. Okay, the show can begin. No, folks, come on, man. We need to learn to laugh at ourselves again. If we don't learn to laugh, laughter is such a healing thing. And if we don't learn to laugh at ourselves again, I mean, what are we doing? What is the ultimate goal? What's the end game? What are, what are you doing? Joe Rogan, uh, for every thing that i absolutely like about this guy he's he's amazing uh in the fact that he allows people to get on he just kicks back in a lot of cases and uh he lets people talk and share their beliefs and ideas and he takes it in believe it or not what they say and um it, it, he takes from it what he wants and 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 so what he does is he allows these conversations to actually happen where he engages with people whom he doesn't probably necessarily believe and they don't feel the same, but he finds it interesting 
how you feel or what you think or what you believe. At least that's the appearance that he gives when he's doing his podcast. And I, and I think that's amazing. I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing. I mean, obviously, I draw the line some places. Like, you know, I say this, you know, that we all need to talk, but I don't believe that anyone who's in Hamas should be given a platform, period. You already got your platform. I know what you think. I know what you feel, and I know what you believe, and there's no way in hell that I would give you a, a platform from which to speak. I wouldn't do it. There are lines, and there are limits to it. Very, very, very big lines and limits to it and saying you're going to exterminate an entire race of people that's the line or the limit for me you know i i I often wish you know i think we all do you know growing up we have these grandiose dreams about world peace and everyone getting along and loving each other and i think that in a lot of cases on the left, you get a lot of people to say, well, if we all just let people do whatever they want, be whatever they want to be, and accept everyone for who they are, then the world would be a better place. That's not true. The reality of it is, is if you do that, what you end up with is chaos because there's no standard. I know it feels counterintuitive, but that's the reality. That is the reality. For a society to function the way it needs to function and harmoniously, there has to be roles and standards and things like that have to be uh, uh, there has to be norms. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be people who live outside of those norms. There's always ha- always has been and always will be. And they should be treated with respect. But they always understood prior to now that they lived outside of the norm. It wasn't offensive to tell them so until now. It wasn't offensive to tell someone, hey, you're not necessarily the normal cat, are you? No. And, and they knew it. But they didn't try to make you feel and think the way that they did. They lived their own lives. And and they definitely didn't receive any hate from anyone. But I tell you what, if they ran around telling everyone, be like me, think like me, and accept me or else, they would have gotten as much pushback then as they do now. You know, I, I just... Uh, I wish for the future of our country that the liberals who some of them, right, some of them, liberals, real liberals, real liberals believe in freedom of speech. Real liberals believe in agreeing to disagree and tolerance and the things that they used to preach. That's that was who liberals were. Not so much anymore. Not so much anymore at all. But I believe other ones are just misguided. There are ones that are intentionally, just intentionally wrong. And those are the ones that I really stand against. Those are the ones that I really abhor. Because they know what they're doing. And they know how much it will upend society. And they don't care. All they know is in their minds it will make their lives easier. They don't care about the fabric of society. And how fragile it is, and, and if you dis and, and, and if you cut it or you screw it up, the the chaos that ensues, it doesn't matter to them. You know, everybody has a part to play. I believe that with all my heart. I believe everyone has a part to play. I believe there is a place for the woman who 
<clears throat> is a leader of industry. She is a beast. She's the one that'll get things done. She is the is the is the is the entrepreneur. She's the go getter. She's that woman. And she's great at what she does. And then I believe there's the woman who absolutely loves and adores her family and her husband and she stays home, cleans house and cooks and raises their children and, and teaches them morality and this and this is the purpose of her life. And it's full. Her life is full and robust and she enjoys it and she's loved as a result of who she is. And I think there's a place for her. But feminism today wants to tell you one is good and the other one is oppressed or bad. They wouldn't tell you they're oppressed. The people that live that life, that choose that, that want that, they would never turn around and tell you, I'm living in such an oppressed state. No. They will tell you that they absolutely just admire their husband and they love their family and their family loves them. And she goes to bed with a peace in her heart every night and wakes up happy to see the look on her children's faces. And she's happy to put dinner on the stove. She's happy to put, put breakfast in front of them. She's happy on mother's day when they show her how much they appreciate it because they treat each other the way they should. And then there's the leader of industry woman that goes out there and just kicks butt and takes names and all that. And, and bless her heart. She, she's, she's breaking down barriers that up until now were never broken down and she's absolutely on top of it and she gets the respect that she wants for the things that she does. There's no doubt about that. But to tell you, but the people that come along to tell you that one is good and one is bad and one is right and one is wrong, there's your problem. There's your problem. It's not the people that are doing it that are the problem. It's the guy sitting back, the pseudo-intellectual liberal or leftist that's sitting back trying to create a dichotomy between the two of them to create enmity. He's the issue. It's the same scenario what I told you. Everyone's sitting in a room, getting along just fine, trading drinks, laughing, clapping, telling jokes. And then someone says, hey, who's a Trump supporter? And then next thing you know, everyone's at odds. That's the guy who, who wants to cause division. That's all you have to do. You know, it, it usually takes something big, something harsh, something chaotic. Just, you know, remember 9-11? After 9-11, everybody got along just fine. Racism wasn't an issue. And people were... Uh, People were waving that flag and they were proud of it. Now I'm going to tell you something else. It's no different now than it was then. Say, what the hell? How's that the case? That's not true. Turn on the news. Exactly. Who's telling you it's different? The news. The news is telling you. All the people that loved America after 9-11 are the same people that still love America right now. You know the difference between then and now? Where the cameras are focused. Where the people are reporting the news and the stories that they're covering. They are painting a picture for you. They are eliciting emotions from you to make you think that the world is the way that they're showing you it is. It's really easy. It just create the director's cut of what they want you to see in the world so that you think that that's all there is. 
I guarantee you if they all changed tomorrow and started covering all of the patriotic events across the country and all of the good things that are occurring and stopped with all the rest of it, all of a sudden everybody in the world would calm down. The United States would slowly, over a long period of time, just become more peaceful and more happy. Because that's what they're showing you. Wake up, people. Wake up. Your, your, your enemy is not your neighbor. Your enemy, your enemy is the press. That's who your enemy is. Your enemy are the ones that are, that are trying to elicit the emotion from you, that are telling you what's going on. The enemy is the one that's painting the picture for you and trying to make, you know, your enemy is the one who built the box and they want you to think inside this. So they create the barriers of the box with the information that they give you to tell you how things are happening outside of your front door. So you have a perception of what's going on out there and in the world before you ever step out there. Where do you get that from? Those are the people you need to blame. Those are the people you need to blame. And uh, it's only going to end up getting much worse in the long run if we don't realize it. This is why they hated Donald Trump so much because he continued to call him fake press. Fake press. Fake news. Fake news. It's a beautiful thing, fake news. <laughs> I, I wish I could do the Trump thing. I, I can't do it. But uh, I, I've seen people do it quite well. And uh, it's funny as hell. But, uh, you know, he he's really a, a good guy. And, and they don't want you to believe that. They don't want you to think that. But he's he's a great guy. And he's done a lot of good things for his country. And he's definitely pissed off. An amazing amount of those in the special interest groups, for sure. But people weren't depending on the government as much when he was president. They weren't. And the government needs you to depend on them so that they can push through the legislation that they want to push. You see, in, in this government, if no one needs them, they have no power. So... They really don't like the idea of a president coming in and creating an economy that people can exist in and live in and empowers them. And they need to lean a lot less on government for help because that's where they get their power from. And that's the fight that you're that's the fight you're watching right now. That is the revolution. That's what you're watching right in front of your face. It's it's terrible, but. It's true. You have a bunch of people that are a government, a system that is holding everyone down, right? They want to tell you it's certain people or another and that sort of thing, but it's not. It's everybody. The system's screwing everyone exactly the same. And then they use these types of racial politics or class politics or whatever it may be to keep us at odds so we don't see who the real enemy is. So, I mean, folks, it's just time to wake up. It's time to smell the coffee and see things are not exactly what you term them to be. It is not right or left. Unless that's exactly what you claim. Unless you are, like, let's say the Socialist Democratic Party, the the actual party, the, the, the group that is, uh, that, the, that the squad is a part of and this sort of thing. And, and they have... They have a group that they have together, and that group 
along with other groups like the, uh, I believe, the intelligence community and some portions of our federal government that team up to shield the Bidens from prosecution because they're crooks. Those groups that are inside, while other people are either bamboozled or just going along to get along. We need heroes. We need somebody willing to put it all on the line because what's at stake is a lot bigger than any one person. That's what we need. We need someone who's willing to just absolutely throw caution to the wind and go to war for our country and stop giving a damn what people think. And that's why I like Donald Trump. That's why I like Matt Gaetz. It took eight people. Folks, out of all the people in Congress, eight people had the guts and the fortitude to know they were going to be unpopular for doing the right thing, and they did it anyway. Otherwise, you and I will be tied down to the re- for the rest of our lives with these omnibus bills spending just through the roof, and we'll never, ever, ever catch it. Our, our debt is in a damn $30 trillion plus. This is nuts. Do you realize not even but two administrations ago is it six billion? I mean six trillion rather. Spending is out of control. And the more we spend, the less it's worth, the less our money's worth, so the more we have to spend to maintain the same lifestyle. The only way to fix this is to stop spending. This is not hard. You have to figure ways to cut back. Tighten your belt a bit. Cut them credit cards up. And the only way you're going to do that is get rid of these Democrats that are spending this kind of money and the rhinos and the establishment types on the right, the pretenders that are there acting like they're fiscal conservatives, and they're not. They're not. Remember, eight people, dude, eight. Eight people, eight, eight. Just so you know, eight. You know how many people are in Congress? Eight of them had guts. Just eight. That should tell you something. So, you know, I I pray for times when men have courage again. Where men are fighting for a legacy and for something bigger than they are. Um, But instead, it's a lot of selfish ambition and people who want power. And they're being backed by people who are spending a lot of money on them to keep them in power because they repay them with political favors. And so you're you're you're, what that's what you're looking at. That's why you have these holdouts. That's why you have these holdouts. And I just had to fix my camera. I apologize. But yes, that's 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 why you have these holdouts. Jim Jordan should have been the speaker days ago. Here we are Friday, no speaker, because you got some holdouts. Some people who just couldn't let Jim Jordan win just because they have too much pride. Screw you, screw me, screw America. Because they got too much pride to admit they were wrong and that this is the right move. They cannot go down in history as to being on the wrong side of the issue. So what do they do? They just keep voting the wrong way. Because they got too much pride to admit they were wrong. Because if they vote for Jim Jordan, Matt Gates comes out the other side. Jim Jordan is a true fiscal conservative, and he will actually follow through on those promises. 
And then Gates can say, see, I told you so. And they don't want that. They don't want that. You know what's funny? Everything I've said to this point is so true. Provably true. Easily provably true. However, if you go listen to the news on CNN, Newsmax, uh, excuse me, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, I apologize, Newsmax. Um, you'll get a completely different perspective, but it's propaganda. You know, I listened to the, to, to the ladies on The View the other day, if you can call them ladies. And they just said some horrendous, untrue, terrible, dumb things. We need someone like Joe Biden that's been there for 50 years and locked up more minorities than anyone in his position ever with the 94 crime bill who's turned on a dime everything he said, that he stole more money and did more compromising thing for political favor. That's what it should have said. That's what it should have been. But no, they tried to act like he was a good dude. You know, and that's why that's exactly why it's so hard to take some of these people serious. And that's why tempers flare, because even when. The truth is right in front of your face. You have willfully ignorant people that continue to push this stupid narrative that this guy is a good guy, that he's a good president, and he's the one that you want to vote for, and this is the direction we need to go. And we've been there for three years already. And look at the country. Look at the, look at the state of our foreign affairs. Look at how many wars we're on the verge of. Look at how much your money buys. Look at how much controversy, how much divisiveness, how safe are your children today in school and so forth. How safe? Has has the federal government done anything good lately? Or have they refused to listen to subpoenas? Have they gone after their political enemies? Um, you, you tell me what he's done to date that's actually been good for the country. Because all this stuff about him uh, standing with Israel and all that, that, I don't believe any of that. That is optics because I can point to a million other things that occurred prior to this happening that would point to exactly the opposite being true, which means he didn't stand with Israel. He's never liked Israel. Neither did Obama like Israel. And the left in general does not like Israel, which is why did anyone want to fund the Iron Dome? Come on, people. These, this, is, this, is not, this is not like rocket science and, and, and conjecture and feelings and all that kind of stuff. We don't do that here. Wake up. Wake up. This is not politics. This is basic right and wrong. And Joe, Joe Biden is exactly the wrong person for the time that we're in. Or any time, really. I wouldn't trust Joe Biden to run a 7-Eleven. Honest to God, I wouldn't. All right, folks. Uh, that's it for today. I mean, thanks for hanging out with us. You know, I had a lot to get off my chest there. And uh, I just wanted to put a lot to bed as far as... Um, you know, the divisiveness that we see in our country and how I feel about it and why and what my true feelings are on these issues as it relates to those things. If um, you have any further doubt, I'm easily gotten a hold of. And I answer just about everybody. That's the truth with me. I, I actually do read the comments and the emails and, and, and try my damnedest to get back to every one of you guys. It's hard. It was easier in the beginning. Now there are thousands of you. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little harder. And I feel like I have a lot more responsibility on my shoulders to make sure that I'm delivering 
quality and truth to each and every one of you and uh, that I'm fighting for the right things. And um, that's why I don't want anyone to see what I'm doing as uh, anything hateful. I do what I do out of love for my country and out of love for my God, not out of hate for people. You have your ideas. I have mine. We can agree to disagree and leave it at that. If you can't agree to disagree, that's when I'll rise up. Expect resistance. And expect that you're not going to intimidate me. Not in the least. So... Folks, been great hanging out with you. This is a special one, and and we're actually going to start doing exclusive content on the Locals channel. So, guys, um, if you haven't to date, sign up for the newsletter. Let me know. I do post the newsletter. It's on the website. Um, and when I get enough of you guys out there that actually request it, I will start to do some more mail direct and that sort of thing. Right now, there's just really not that many, so we just put it on the Facebook site and... Um, uh, it, because it's just we just started it, and so a lot of you don't even know about it. But sign up. We do a newsletter monthly, and um, our locals, um, please go check us out on that and uh, help support the channel because it's with your support that I can continue to do this. You got to understand, folks. When when somebody like me goes as hard as I do on these issues, they get a tremendous amount of blowback. The eventuality is that this is going to be. Uh, or at least this is what I want to be, my full-time job. Absolutely 1,000% my full-time job. But I can't do that without your help. I can't do that without your help. But if you want someone who's going to tell you the straight truth, who is not going to be intimidated, who's not going to filter himself, who's really going to go and ask the hard questions and go where uh, the stories are and, and, and talk to those people, I'm going to do it. Um, we are going to be interviewing an FBI whistleblower on a three-part series coming up day after tomorrow. And I'm going to run it on, I believe it's going to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday run. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, style of it because uh, there's just a lot and I don't want to, I don't want to make you wait. The following uh, weekend we have, um, you know, a a conversation that I absolutely uh, cannot wait to get uh, back to. And I'm actually going to be putting promos together uh, for what I got coming up in the following weekend, because uh, the guest that uh, that we have coming on uh, is just is it is has an amazing backstory. Um, the, the, her lineage is just uh, just outstanding because of, of the times that we're in, and, and I'm talking about none other than Alexander Levine, and um, it, we, I've been talking to her, and her family is very instrumental in, in the early on creation of Israel, from my understanding. Amazing singer, very patriotic woman. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that conversation uh, with her. And, um, it, it, and we have uh, a children's author that will be coming on as well author of Black Lizards Matter and many other children's style books. Look, folks, we need to create a grassroots movement for our children, something that teaches them the importance of the conservative movement. And that needs to start now. So we really need people that are going to be out there working with children, teaching their family, and moving this ball forward on the conservative side because this is what the liberals have done, or the left, I should say, 
uh, for many, many years. And now they've embedded our, their, themselves in our education system and so forth. So it's very hard to get out from the tentacles uh, because they're just, they're just in there. And the only way out is working our way out. It's working our way out, and it's going to be teaching and guiding and showing the next generation the truth. You know, the truth, because they're out there indoctrinating people. And it's, it's up to you and me to be very intentional about teaching them anything different. If we let the world raise our children, what you're going to get is what you see out there right now. So, guys, as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent. Stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Back. And every time we pull up, all your gunners is American flag.